guys, it's the Shadow Shaman, and today is our part two on the narcissist parent or friends. Stay tuned. The narcissist parent. So as children, we are designed to unconditionally love our parents. No matter what they do, no matter what they say, we just love them. And we desire to be unconditionally loved back. We desire their time, their praise, their encouragement, their affection, their attention. And as children, the first five years is so crucial to our development. And we are not only developing our social knowledge, our experiences with um, society, but we're also developing our inner voice. And I once heard once about how the way your parents talk to you as a child is your inner voice. It never seems to fail that children with narcissist parents grow up and have an inner voice of self-criticism, negativity, a lot of um, down talk, like really talking down on yourself, being very hard on yourself. You know, there's, there develops this kind of like perfectionism. Um, I see a lot of adults who have a lot of control issues and anger issues as a result of their experience with the narcissist parent. And so unless we come to a point in our life where we take conscience effort to recognize our inner voice and work on healing and changing it, we may just be stuck kind of living this life that we actually picked up as children and it's not satisfying you, it's not fulfilling you, it's not benefiting you. Maybe you're struggling with low self-esteem. Maybe you struggle with not being able to trust yourself. Um, the effects is actually pretty profound. So we're going to kind of explore a few different dynamics with this topic, and then we will move into friendships. But one of the things I see is that narcissist parents normally were first a child with narcissist parents. And it's almost like this narcissism is kind of passed down. And it's not that it's genetically passed down. It's more about the conditioning. Um, we just kind of get to this place of this is just how life is. This is the way we are. And before we know it, we have children of our own and we are doing all the same things that were done to us. And I always encourage people. Sometimes people ask me, you know, why is my parent that way? Well, the why could be several things. And I always encourage people not to get attached to trying to understand the why. Um, because the reason is you may not ever actually find the answer. And even if you find the answer, it may never satisfy you. So I, I always ask people, why is it important for you to know? What do you feel knowing the answer would do for you? How would that change things for you? And I think sometimes the reason why we want to know the why is because we're hoping that there's some type of good explanation for why the parent is treating us the way that they are or the way that they have. Um, but for me, it just kind of falls into, you know, either their parents are narcissists and they just condition themselves to be this way, or they've gone through some type of trauma or abuse. Um, and 
they have not actually reached a point in their life where they really want to do something about it. They're not ready to heal. Um, often they don't want to acknowledge uh, the things that have even happened in their life. Um, I normally find that a lot of narcissist people actually deal with a lot of bitterness. There's some type of like bitterness and resentment, it seems, there for them. And so really, it could be a numerous list of the why. So I want to focus on how can we keep our attention on ourselves. Let's focus on the internal impact and our own self because we only have control over ourselves. And I want to detach from this idea of trying to fix the parent or heal the parent Um, because nobody can receive healing until they are ready for it. So we are really going to gear this conversation around you. As children, you are the center of your universe. You don't know anything different. And that is why our experiences with other people is important because that is how we are learning about ourselves and we are learning about life. So if you have a narcissist parent who is constantly criticizing you and putting you down, then a child is going to internalize that as part of them. They are going to start taking on this as this is part of my identity. And I want you to really look at that. How much about yourself do you realize might be something you've taken from a parent? I want you to look at your beliefs about yourself and explore where have these come from? Have these come from experiences? And if so, which ones and who was involved? A lot of times we give our narcissist parent so much power. We put so much weight into what they say. And I can't tell you how many people to this day who are adults that are still striving for or trying to earn the approval or praise of a narcissist parent. I've got good news and I've got bad news. (laughs) You may never get it. A narcissist parent may never actually praise and approve you. And the good news is we can get to a place where we no longer feel like we even need it. Um, Some of the kind of traits that you might often find in a narcissist parent is that they really push their child for perfection. And what I mean by that is that if the child does make a mistake, or they don't do something to the standard of the narcissist parent, the parent might be really hard on them, really um, aggressive towards them and talk down to them. Uh, We might often see a narcissist parent that tells a lot of mean jokes. Like they're always saying, I'm just joking. What they said that's supposed to be a joke was actually really mean. Or maybe it even played on an insecurity or fear that they know you have. A narcissist parent could be somebody who, it doesn't matter when you want affection or when you want love or what you need. It's more about when they feel is the right timing for them. And what I mean by that is narcissists like for everything to be their idea. They want to give affection when they're feeling like it. They want to meet your needs when they're feeling like it. 
They want to say yes when they feel like it. It's like everything evolves around them. And the problem that really begins to occur is that if you are somebody who has these unmet needs and the narcissist parent is only in the mood to help meet them occasionally, then these needs that the child has begins to grow and grow and deepen. And there's these wounds that really begin to open up within. And for some of us, they have carried on with us into our adulthood and is still impacting us today. And I just want you to take a moment and ask yourself, how do I feel my relationship with my narcissist parent has impacted me? Why do I continue to let this impact me? What beliefs have I made about myself because of them? I get it all the time. I have clients who, they're adults now and they are still terrified of opening up to their parents about who they truly are or about how they truly feel. You see this with, you know, somebody who is scared to tell their parents that they don't want to go to college or they dropped out of college or they want to leave a career behind to go pursue blank. You see this with, um, Adults who are scared to tell their parents that they are actually bisexual or gay. They may be um, adults who kind of almost have two different lives, almost like two different identities where they're one way around the parents and this is the life they want the parents to see But on the inside and when they're away from their parents, they're a completely different person. But they feel like if they allowed the parent to see who they are authentically, that they are going to deal with the rejection and the criticism that they have already dealt with their entire lives. Um, I see people who struggle with so much self-doubt and feelings of unworthiness because of their relationship with the narcissist parent. Some of those parents may not have been good at taking care of you, like even on a physical level. Maybe they weren't good about making sure you were actually fed good food um, and actual meals. Maybe they didn't help make sure that you actually had you know, clothes that fit you or that you were having good relationships with other people. Maybe they were really controlling about when you could see your friends and what friends you could have and what you could do. And what hurts me is not only have I been in this place, but to see so many people still hurting so badly over this narcissist parent and they remember things that have stuck with them that the narcissist parent doesn't even think about anymore. Like they've kind of moved on from that a long time ago because they have not really come to face with the reality of how much damage they've caused to their child. And so I really try to sit down with my clients and kind of help figure out what parts of them has been shaped by this parent that's not actually in alignment with who they are so that we can kind of take these beliefs and perceptions and heal and transmute them into something that is more serving 
and in alignment with this person. That way they can kind of break free from this false identity that they've created because of the things that have been said and done to them. I want you, if you're an adult right now, to look at, do I have boundaries that I have set and I honor when it comes to the parent in my life that is a narcissist? Have you put boundaries up with this parent or do you still let them walk all over you? And then I want you to ask yourself, if you don't stick up to this narcissist parent, if boundaries is not something that you even really understand or know how to do, what fear do you feel that you have that keeps you from doing this? I will tell you one of the scariest things is finally sticking up to the narcissist parents, finally letting them know the impact that they have had on you and finally stepping into your power and putting up those boundaries. It can be terrifying, but it becomes so rewarding, like totally rewarding because two things happen. Either the narcissist parent ends up trying to respect the boundaries because you've come to a point in your life where if they can't, then you're not going to cater to trying to keep a relationship with them. And sometimes, even though the parent is a narcissist, doesn't mean that they don't actually want you in their life somehow. So a lot of times, even though they may throw a fit at first, they may be rude and hateful at first, if you stay consistent and honoring your boundaries, they will begin to meet those boundaries in order to have contact with you. The second thing that may happen is it is possible that to set a point to try and out alpha you, they may try and hold out by not talking to you at all as a way to punish and kind of put you in a place of fine, then, you know, I'm not going to have nothing to do with you. It's a punishment and it's to get you to go backwards on your boundaries and to go back to being somebody that they can continue to control and manipulate and then they're willing to have the relationship with you. And so you have to come to this place of if somebody, even a parent, is not willing to respect your boundaries, are you okay with losing the relationship with the parent? And you kind of have to come to terms with that answer because some of us, we're so scared of losing our parents that we continue to let ourselves put up with stuff as a way to feel like we still kind of have them in some way. Or some of us feel like the relationship has gotten so much better than what it was that we're scared we might ruin it if we become very honest about the impact and if we kind of put these boundaries down um, because what if things get worse because for some of you even though the relationship's not great the fact that it's improved feels important to you and it's something that you don't want to lose because it's one step closer to everything that you desired from them your entire life what is setting boundaries and how does that look like In a different podcast, we are actually going to be having a guest speaker who's really going to talk to us about that, but I'm just going to give you kind of a brief description. Boundaries is basically you looking at what is the type of respect that you feel you need and want in your life and allowing yourself to state this to other people or use it 
to help other people understand the way you want to be treated. We let people treat us the way that they do. And what I mean by that is, no, you can't control another person and what they do. But you get to control how you respond to it and whether you continue to allow it in your presence or not. So let me give you an example. Let's say I have a parent who every time they talk to me, it involves yelling, criticizing, or name calling. You know, when it's something that they don't like, a subject that um, they want to throw their two cents in. What I might do is stop the narcissist parent and say, hey, I realize you have something important to say. I realize that you have feelings and they are valid. But I am a human being. I am your child. And I am an adult. And I will be talking to in a way that is respectful and kind. And I expect to be treated like a human being. When you have calmed down or when you are ready to talk to me in a respectful way, then I will have this conversation with you. And then you leave it at that. At that point, I would get off the phone. I would leave. And I would wait and give my narcissist parents space to soak in everything that just happened and come to their own conclusion of what they want to do. Now, you don't have to do it that way. That's just my example. And that's something that um, I personally would do. But in order to be able to do that, one first has to try and overcome this fear of their backlash, their criticism, their rejection. And the way I did it is I looked at it like I've already had that from this person so many times. What is one more time actually going to mean to me? I'm already used to it. I already know what to expect. It does cause me anxiety. It does cause me stress. It does hurt my feelings, but so does not putting my boundaries. When I don't put my boundaries up, I'm basically giving myself a message that I am not worthy of more. Well, I've done a lot of shadow work and a lot of healing, and I know that I am worthy. And in honor of that worthiness, that is why I put my boundaries up. I want you to really think about, and not just think, but feel, what kind of relationship do you have with yourself when it comes to worthiness and value? Do you see yourself as somebody who is valuable and worthy? Where at in your life have you allowed people to treat you as less than? And I want you to explore this for a moment because here's the thing. What you believe is what ego is going to be looking for evidence for. Ego wants to be right. It wants to support your thought process. It wants to support your belief system. So if you have a belief that you are unworthy then ego is going to keep looking for proof that you are indeed unworthy. So I want you to spend some time with this area for a moment. And I want you to ask yourself, if I switched this sense of unworthiness to I am worthy, And allowed that to be your new belief and your new perception. How do you feel that would change your life right now? How would that change your relationship with your spouse, your boyfriend, girlfriend? How would that change your relationship with your job, your coworkers, your boss? How would that change your relationship with your 
narcissist parent? And most importantly, how would that change your relationship with yourself? Setting boundaries is not selfish. It is not cruel and it is not mean. In my opinion, it is vital to protecting your joy, protecting your peace, and honoring your love relationship with yourself, which is the most important relationship you're ever going to have. I want you to look at what fears do you have about this situation, about this relationship. For me, I had to come to terms with, will I be okay if I do lose this parent because they don't want to honor my boundaries? And I ended up coming to the conclusion that, yes, I was. Because I knew that I had put effort in. I knew that I had tried um, to do my part in fostering a healthy relationship. And I knew that I'm of value. And I have to start letting the world know that I know this now about myself. And to gravitate more towards those who can see that and respect it. You know, there's this saying that, well, they're your parents. You have to love them because they're your parents. Well, okay, you can love them, but that doesn't mean you have to put up with psychological abuse and bullying. Because in my eyes, a narcissist bullies. There is a lot of psychological abuse that actually does occur. And other people will say, well, you have to forgive them because they're your parent. Well, the truth is, forgiveness is your choice. It's a decision that only you can make. You don't have to forgive anybody just because they're so-and-so. But it is also fair to say that forgiveness is a very powerful tool. It's a very powerful experience Um, because we don't forgive so much for the other person. It's more that we forgive out of the sense of we've come to a place of acceptance. We no longer want to hold all of this resentment, anger, and hate inside towards them. But you don't have to have somebody in your life just because you forgave them. Sometimes we forgive people and therefore we must leave them in the past so that we are not reopening doors to reaccumulate painful experiences to put us back into a place that we've already just overcome. And for some people, It's not so much forgiveness that they want to work on, but it's more of acceptance. One can choose to accept something instead of forgiving. And one may choose to do both. And there's really no right or wrong way with this. Though I am a advocate of forgiveness, I will never try and push that on other people. Because I understand how hard it can be to try and forgive somebody who maybe they abused you, maybe they raped you, maybe they molested you, maybe they contributed to something that has caused so much issues in your life and so many problems and so much chaos that you just may not be ready for that. And that is okay. That's okay. It has taken me sometimes years to actually forgive something. And I think that is just fine. But I want you to look at how can I create some boundaries that I also can believe in and be willing 
to be consistent in honoring my boundaries. Because at first, a narcissist is not going to honor them. They are going to try and test the waters to see if you're really serious this time or if you're just like in a mood and maybe tomorrow or next week it'll be different. It'll be back to the way it was. And it's going to take some effort on your part to be consistent with showing people how you want to be treated. This may also look like um, having difficult conversations that you still have not had. Maybe in order for you to move forward, you need to let mom or dad know just how bad the narcissism has impacted you. Now, often when you go tell a narcissist parent that you believe they are a narcissist, (laughs) they are not going to like that. They will absolutely deny that. They may absolutely be angered by that. And so I don't advise you necessarily to go say that to them uh, because already we know that a narcissist parent doesn't want to take responsibility for their behavior or their actions, not without gaslighting, somehow blaming you for the reason they've treated you this way. I only did this because you blank. But instead, you may approach this person like, hey, we've never had this conversation. And this is a very tough conversation for me. It feels so personal. But before you react, I need you to just hear me out, please. I have been hurting for a very long time over things that have happened in my childhood or things that are still happening right now. And see if you are willing to allow that narcissist parent to hear how their actions, decisions, and behaviors has impacted you. For some of you, that might be the route you decide you want to go to confront the person. But if you do that, it's important to try and not attach yourself to what type of response or reaction you're hoping to get from them. Because this is like a a toss of a coin. (laughs) Tripping on my words here. It's like a flip of a coin. It could go good. It could not. So... I always advise that this might be good for somebody who just needs to get it off their chest to the person. For some of you, it might look like writing a letter. Letter, Maybe you never actually give the letter to the person, but just putting it all out on paper and letting it just come up and out of yourself for the first time and really express it in that moment. And then what you do with the letters up to you, you could burn it. Maybe you keep it. Maybe one day you decide to mail it to the parent. Um, some of the signs that you are being impacted by your childhood with a narcissist parent could look like not only a lot of the self-talk, the negative self-talk and the perfectionism that you're putting on yourself, all the pressure. But it could also look like realizing you're doing some of the same type of behaviors and patterns towards your own children. Um, An example would be, you know how maybe a kid spills their milk or um, a spouse, you know, does something like they say or do something and on a average day, it may not be that big of a deal. Like it's just milk that gets uh, spilled or the spouse, you know, played too much time on the Xbox and maybe that's not an all the time thing. Okay. And you suddenly realize you're super mad and you're frustrated and you're irritated and you realize they're starting to feel like a volcano and you just start yelling and you start screaming and you start reacting. The chances are it's not actually the fact that the husband was playing the video game or the child spelt the milk, or the wife, you know, went shopping. Um, Obviously, I know it can be different if somebody has like a shopping addiction, and they're like draining your finances. But my point is, 
a lot of times it's not actually the action right then that is causing all of this anger and frustration, but instead it's, it's the accumulated building up of stress, of pain, of undealt areas that are really explosive underneath. There is normally all these reasons underneath it that has helped build to where you have a very short fuse. And you will also sometimes see that in a narcissist parent as well. They sometimes have very short fuse. And just because you have a short fuse does not mean you're a narcissist. Please, I'm not saying that. Um, and just because you have a short fuse doesn't necessarily mean you had a narcissist parent. All I'm saying is that I do see that in a lot of victims of narcissism and in a lot of narcissists. Um, and so anytime you find that you are over, I don't want to say overreacting because you are valid in how you feel. But anytime you realize you're being explosive and when later when you calm down, you, you come to this conclusion that what just happened may not have been big enough to really warrant the type of reaction you gave. This can really be a clue that there's a lot of things going on inside underneath that's not being dealt with. Um, also, I, I have noticed that people who are suffering still from wounds of a narcissist parent are constantly doubting themselves or worried about uh, people pleasing, you know, like if people are going to be upset with them because they're so used to walking on eggshells, they're very sensitive to other people being mad at them or upset with them. They may struggle with saying no. Um, and this is a big one that can also be a clue to the impact of having a narcissist parent. Um, and I want you to kind of work with this one as well and look into what fear do I have that causes me to people please? Am I worried about not being accepted? Am I worried about not being liked? And if you find that you do have a fear, I want you to dig into why do I feel I have this? What has contributed to this? What do I feel this means about me? And sometimes as we like work through all of these things and we're like, you know, all these different answers are coming up. It's just like in my other video, I always encourage people to write because writing is just a way of organizing uh, material and information into a, something visible that we can really see. You may see how all of these things connect and overlap. So when you look at how has having a narcissist parent impacted me? And you look at how it's impacting you with your work, your coworkers, your relationship, your children, your partner, your parent. Um, I invite you to see if there is a correlation or maybe a root cause that they all share. Because it's easy to be like, okay, it all shares the fact that I had a narcissist parent. But let's, let's dive a little deeper. Maybe the narcissist parent has contributed to the fear of abandonment. Maybe you're worried about losing people. Maybe it's not just the fact that it's rejection you're scared of. Maybe that rejection involves abandonment, actually losing the person. And so if you can kind of see how these may correlate, what kind of same fear that might be shared or the root cause, then this gives you a good place to really start your shadow work and healing work with. Um, because sometimes by healing the root cause, like I've said in another episode, we can simultaneously heal many other areas around us at the same time. 
And sometimes it's healing that root cause that helps allow us to finally get that strength and clarity of how to stick up to our narcissist parent or cut them out of our lives. And I know that this can be such a heavy topic, and I know that a lot of you guys have experienced a lot of pain um, from the impact of this. And I just encourage you to try and allow yourself to come to this place of remembering that this is your life and you are the captain of this ship. Your life can only change if you allow it to, if you show up to help make those changes. And I just want you to put your hand over your heart and ask your inner child, what do I need to do for you to heal this area or to finally put my boundaries down? Understand when you put boundaries down, you may lose some people in your life. And if that terrifies you, then that points to a fear that needs to be examined. Because often if we have this deep-rooted fear that we are not dealing with, we are overlooking, we're not working with it, um, it, it may seem harder to do all these other things because the hooks are deep into this fear. You know, they, they're together. And how could you get comfortable with the idea that you may lose some people in your life but you may also gain some who are able to give you the type of love, support, and encouragement that you do deserve. And I know it can be hurtful because all we want, though, is the parents' love. But at some point, we may have to come to the acceptance that they may never be capable of loving us the way that we desire. And I'm not saying that the narcissist is an evil, bad person. Not at all. Not at all. Um, But I will say that having respect for yourself, knowing your value and worth, and being able to honor that is incredibly important. And yes, there are some parents who are narcissists that do slowly begin to evolve. But you can't force this. You can't make it happen. It's something that has to happen on their own. I have seen some parents who have really grown later in life. They've really begun the healing process. One of the things you also see with narcissist parents is control issues. Lots of control issues. They can be very controlling. Very micromanaging. Um, And a lot of that is because this parent was once a vulnerable person also, and they still are vulnerable and they still can get their feelings hurt just like anybody else, even though they may not show it to you. And they want to help gauge the amount of pain that they are going to have to feel because of somebody else. They use control as a way to try and find out if they're going to be hurt or not. Um, because if so, a lot of them would rather hurt you first or hurt themselves first just because it feels more in control. Some of them do it because control issues is the only glue they feel like they have. Like maybe they feel like they're going to lose their grip on life and reality without that control. That might be like their way of coping with the things that have happened in their life. So the control issues is another one you really often see. And if you now realize that you really struggle with control issues, it might be fair to ask yourself, could I have learned this or picked this up because of a narcissist parent? And I want you to realize that it is never too late to start making changes in your life. It is never too late to start the healing journey. You can achieve freedom. You can achieve healing. You absolutely can create the life that you want. But it does take some effort. It doesn't happen overnight. 
I always encourage people to be very patient with yourself, be very kind with yourself. And while you're doing shadow work, to really be doing self-esteem work at the same time. Because sometimes what happens with shadow work is when we get back into these painful places, sometimes we can get stuck there and start feeling really depressed. We might learn or see things about ourselves that we don't like. And that hurts us to even see that we have. That we might then start telling ourselves lies like, I'm not a good person. My family doesn't deserve me. I don't deserve happiness. I'm awful. And those are not true statements. Um, I want you to recognize that you are a human being. You are not a superhero. Um, You are not here to be perfect. You're not here to do everything right. You're not here to have, um, you don't naturally have unlimited strength everywhere. I mean, yes, we're capable of strength. We're capable of um, a lot of unlimited things. But for the most part, we don't just naturally have those throughout our life. It's something we build. It's a muscle. We grow it. Um, You're not here to be perfect. Uh, Even if an angel was down here in a human body, they would still have human limitations. So I just want you to recognize that there's nothing that you've done that somebody else hasn't done also. There is nothing that you've done that's so bad that you're not worth you trying, that you're not worthy of, of, an, of trying or of still having that family or, you know, whatever it is, because you absolutely do deserve it. It's just more about coming into the awareness of your value and your awareness of how you are treating other people as well. And what areas in your life would you like to change and be willing to do that? Some of us, I know that I, this has pertains to me. Um, You know, I've had a a narcissist person in my life and there has been times I have caught myself utilizing the same type of traits with my own family. And let me tell you, that was tough. You guys, that was hard to see that in myself. Like, Why would I be doing this when I know it hurts? I never thought I would act this way. I never once thought I would ever yell like this at my kids. But I've done it. You know, some of us, we just get so stressed out. Um, Certain things get triggered. And I had to really sit down and, and examine that and look at what areas of shadow work still need my attention. And the one thing I found is that my big issue was I had no boundaries, even with my own child. And without those boundaries, it's like you're this button and something just keeps pushing it and pushing it and pushing it and pushing it until it explodes. But you can solve that by having clear boundaries, being consistent with it. And then that can really help you to never get to the place of being poked, being poked, being poked until you explode. So you may also want to look at where can I create space in my life to work on this subject without it always being triggered. Um, I know that we are almost going on an hour and our next session is going to be over abandonment and I'm going to have a guest with us. But I just really want to express that you are a very valuable and worthy person and you deserve to feel loved and appreciated and wanted. And I encourage you to take your power back and to start living life for yourself and to not keep worrying about what other people think, including the narcissist parent. I encourage you to separate the beliefs that you've made about yourself because of them and the beliefs that you actually would rather have, um, what is actually true for you. And I want you to look at these two and look at how can I transform and heal these things about me that I don't like, that I feel like I have. How can I turn it into something that is more true about me and more in alignment? Um, 
Sometimes we're taking responsibility that's not ours to take. And at other times we do need to take responsibility and see if you can get to a point where you know the difference between those two. It is not your fault that your parents have treated you the way that they have, but it is your responsibility to do something about it. Your healing is your responsibility. And, you know, I just, again, encourage you not to get stuck on the why, but to see if you can come to a place where you're able to accept that the other person, that is who they are, and it's nothing personal about you. It's not your fault. It doesn't have anything to do with you. That is just who they have decided to be. That's who they are at the moment. That's the way they have uh, decided they want to be. And it is not ever a reflection of your worth. Um, That's why that saying is hurt people hurt people. And see if you can come to a point where you're willing to try and separate taking it personally that your parent is the way that they are. And I had like a breakup. I emotionally had a breakup with the person in my life that was a narcissist. And I did it on like on an internal level. I didn't go to the person and be like, I break up with you, <laughs> even though you're my parents or my grandparents or, you know, my spouse, whichever way. It was more like um, I emotionally broke up to where I was no longer attached to what they thought of me. I was no longer attached to whether I was accepted or not. I was no longer attached to whether they valued me or not. I decided I did not care. I just did not care anymore. I cared about what I thought about myself. I cared about my truth. And I let that become my focus. And it took effort. It took a decision to do that. And I'm going to skip now to um, the friendship. Because I know that I said we would talk about that. Um, Friendships can involve narcissism also. Um, Sometimes our friends will also be somebody in our life that does not want to take personal responsibility for their part in things in the friendship. Maybe they never want to apologize. Maybe they never do apologize. Maybe they downplay your feelings. Maybe they invalidate you. And, you know, those are things that you'll see with the parents too. But um, uh, narcissist friends may even be people who talk about themselves most of the time. Like, Everything seems to be about themselves and they, they don't often remember to actually ask you about you or how you're doing or how you're feeling, or maybe they're, they struggle with allowing you to actually have a conversation without always turning the conversation straight back to them. Like maybe they do get, maybe they do ask you a question, but they give you like two minutes to answer it before they turn it back to them. A narcissist friend could be somebody who is manipulative. Um, Maybe they don't actually support the things you do. Um, Maybe things are just about what benefits them. It's not that our friends have to support everything we do. But sometimes um, narcissist type of friends may not be very supportive if for any reason they are struggling with jealousy um, or, you know, um, or maybe they struggle with being able to be happy for you, with being proud of your accomplishments. Um, you might have a friend like that who, who never wants to be involved in anything you're doing, but, uh, or maybe they but hope that you would be involved with theirs or um, maybe you have a friend who, They know that something bothers you or hurts you, but they do it anyways. And then they kind of make passive excuses or remarks about why they are doing that. Um, But we can definitely have narcissistic friends as well. And I encourage you to even look at examining your friendships. This can look like somebody always putting you in a position where they're trying to make you feel bad. Um. Maybe it's somebody who doesn't really carry much responsibility, but then wants you to fix everything for them. 
bail them out of stuff, help them with stuff, um, that they're not actually putting any effort themselves to deal with. And there could just be so many different aspects here. And if you've already had a narcissist parent, you may also become vulnerable to narcissist friends. Because until we kind of learn a lesson that something is trying to teach us, it's going to keep repeating itself in multiple ways. So if you notice that you've actually been surrounded by a lot of narcissism, then this is a call to you to really come and heal this subject, to heal this area. And one thing that I really find that is involved in that is the setting the boundaries. We want to set boundaries with our friends as well. We want to see if we can become detached from their viewpoints of us, their opinions of us. It's not that what they think or say is not valid. It's about how much weight we are going to give it in the sense of how much impact we're going to let it have about ourselves. Um, You know, a good friendship is a friendship where two people can communicate and have a two-way dialogue where they can encourage and share with one another and be able to bring up to the other about something that is upsetting them and not have to worry about the friend leaving them, um, telling all their secrets to other people, bashing them, being hateful, being passive aggressive. Passive aggressiveness is something that I absolutely dislike. I do not like passive aggressiveness. And it's something that uh, I also don't let myself partake in. It's something that I don't do. And Sometimes I've had people mistake that because I have said or done something and they felt like it was about them when really that's just me sharing something that is on my mind, something that I found, something I liked, um, and it was not actually about them. Um, But I don't care for passive aggressiveness. And I think that is its own form of gaslighting or manipulating manipulation. Um, So healthy friendship is being able to just say how you feel and what's bothering you and that the other friend is able to be considerate and listen and uh, be thoughtful and communicate back their side of things. Um, I encourage you to really look at your friendships and see if you're surrounding yourself with people who are good for you, people that you feel like you can be yourself around and be comfortable. It's not a competition. you want something that can be genuine. And if you do have narcissist friends, I invite you to ask yourself, why are you still in that friendship? It doesn't matter how long you've known them. It doesn't matter if there are good things that they have done. I encourage you to look at, is this relationship healthy for me or not? How is it impacting me? And then whether or not you stay in that friendship is completely your choice. But when you start becoming committed to your own self-growth and your own self-love and understanding your value and understanding your worth, you're going to begin to realize that there is a certain type of expectation that you do have, that you are going to start choosing to surround yourself with people who are very genuine with you, who you can be yourself around, who are supportive, who are encouraging, who you can be honest with. And, and making sure that you're also giving all of that back as well. And that you stop having much interest in the people who, who don't, who don't meet these expectations or standards. Um, and soon you may find that you are losing friends. Maybe it's your choice. You may suddenly find that you, you know, okay, Leslie, I've actually kind of quit hanging out with all these different types of people because of the negative impact they had. And now I feel like I'm all alone. Well, there's two things here. Before you cut off a friendship or relationship, you may try putting the boundaries down first just to see if that can be a resolution um, that works for both of you. But if you struggle with putting the boundaries down or they refuse to meet it, then I encourage you not to have the fear of being able to let go of that. Um, And just know that anytime we do lose people in our lives, it is just creating space for even better relationships to come. Um, Please reach out to me if you have more questions. I know that I could keep getting deep with this and I might've even gotten repetitive, 
I do not overly edit my stuff. Despite all the technology and articles out there that's like, make sure you edit your podcast. I don't like to over edit because I want to be seen as authentic. I don't prepare my notes. I just talk. Um, so I do apologize if it's a bit repetitive at times. But uh, if you have any questions about the episode, if there's things I did not cover, then please email me at thelighthousekeeper11 at gmail.com or the shadow shaman pod at gmail.com. And that's pod as in POD. If you are enjoying these episodes, please consider leaving me a review and a rating. Those are very helpful to me. I can try and put uh, how you do that somewhere on my site, but I know you can also Google it. And I would love for you to subscribe because even though a new episode is always going to be released on Fridays, I will often have um, all these little bonus extras and I don't want you guys to miss it. Thanks.